The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Welcome to a new quick hitter from the Bureau's podcast. BJ Armstrong and I discussed the fallout from the Milwaukee Bucks exiting the NBA bubble in the second round at the hands of the Miami Heat and what is in store for Giannis and the Bucks in the future. If you're the Milwaukee Bucks, obviously, you know, Giannis goes down, but they were already trailing in the series, and this was going to be a tough matchup for them, whether he was 100% or not. Uh, Unrestricted free agent next summer. Roster doesn't give them a lot of maneuverability in terms of attractive trade chips, in my opinion. And then you look at the salaries. So if you're the Milwaukee Bucks this summer, BJ, where do you begin in terms of solidifying this thing to make sure Giannis is going to sign that Supermax as soon as possible? Well, you know, I, I never like to comment on the team because I've worked in the office, so I always feel like... Well, that's why I asked you. Yeah, I, you know, I, I never like to comment about the business because I know the difficulty of, of building a team. It's, it's, sure. a very, it's, a very, it's a very difficult thing to do. But if I can add, since you asked, if I could just kind of give my two cents of what I think they should do. Um, First and foremost is when you have a player that's emerged like Giannis did, right? When he's emerged uh, as a true superstar in this league, right? And when I mean a superstar, he is without question one of the premier players and premier talents in the NBA, hands down. I think everyone will agree with that. Now you have to figure out what is his greatest asset that he brings to the game. And when you have a great player and you're constructing a team around this great player's talent, because you you gotta allow this player to emerge, right? You have to allow Jordan to figure out who is he? Like is, you know, at one point, you know, Jordan was averaging 36 to 37 a night. Was he that player? And then all of a sudden, Doug Collins in the playoffs says, let's put the ball in his hand. And he starts doing triple doubles all the time. And he starts playing a combo type guard. And then, yep. you know, you, you kind of got to figure out who you are. What is Giannis? When I look at Giannis, I go, this is what I see. I see versatility. And I see length. That's what I see. That's his strength. So why do I say play to your best player's strength? Because Giannis, when he's 32, 33, 34, 35, and he's not this young athletic player that we see now, he's still going to be 6'11 and long. So size, okay, 
What's the one thing that doesn't deteriorate with age? Size. He's going to always be 6'11 and in length. The man has length. He's always going to be able to utilize his length. So I'm yep. going to take a, a, take advantage of his versatility by building a team that mimics what my best player can do. So example, Jordan. Jordan could score with the best of them. But what was his true talent? Was his versatility. Now if I can add Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant around as the core players, Dennis Rodman, and then sprinkle in all of the, you know, yeah, you need a little spacing on the floor. You need to be able to guard the other team's bigs. But the key to Giannis is who are the other versatile players that he's playing with that mimics what he does naturally? So mm-hmm. if he's going to be your foreman, imagine him playing. I'm just using his name. Imagine him playing with another athletic three that mimics him like a Siakam or a Jason Tatum or, you know, Bam Adebayo. Okay. And then you put in a two who mimics that as well. So now your core mimics what it is, your who your team's going to be, which is the, a very versatile group. Okay. I don't think this team mimics what he does exceptionally well because there, mm-hmm. there, there isn't another player that actually can match up with him. Like Kevin Durant, maybe? Who mimics Giannis? Le- LeBron sure. James? I mean, he's, he's, he's almost one of a kind in the league. What, he's what I wanted one of a to kind. Ask you, what I wanted to ask you here is, and forgive me for cutting you off, but based on what you're saying, I get that. I also think there's glaring needs at other positions. And watching this series and watching the way they just couldn't get going. Well, I see the I, I just see the Malcolm Brogdon decision as one that they're heavily regretting you know, because of what he brought to the I'll game see. as a primary yeah. ball handler. And, you know, the question is, as good as Chris Middleton is, is Chris Middleton good enough to be that second guy on a finals team? Or does there got to be another guy in there between Giannis and Middleton? Yeah, so uh, forgive me. I don't look at the game from a like like as a fan, like a second guy. Like like what's a second guy mean? Like what, what's a what's a second guy? Like you know what I mean? What's a what's a okay. first guy? Addition, a, additional all star. Yeah. Uh, he, he this kid this kid is a he is he 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 can play with the best of them. He can play the game at the highest level. This kid yep. Giannis. You can't hold him in single coverage. Okay. When you get to the playoffs, when I look at the game, what did what did the Miami Heat do? Okay. The Miami Heat did what everyone in the league knows about Giannis. You can't stop a great player. But what you can do is take away something. There's only been one player who showed us the ability to slow him down, and his name was Kawhi Leonard. Giannis' usage rate is around 75% in the paint. I'll say that again. His usage his usage rate in the paint is around 75%. The reason he is so effective in the paint because the 
the Milwaukee Bucks have perhaps the first stretch five in the NBA in Brooke Lopez. So he's always playing against smaller defensive players when he drives the ball. That's why teams don't know how to defend him. Do you defend him with bigs? He'll probably go around them. Or if you put a little, he'll post the guy up and shoot over the top of him. Okay, because everyone's got to stay home with this stretch five. Not too many teams have a stretch five. Sure. What the Miami Heat did was, if you look at their team, all right, if you look at their team, what they did was the following. They said, we're going to try to slow him down so that he can't shoot 70% in the paint, and we're going to do it with the following. We're going to add Andre Iguodala. We're going to get Jay Crowder. We're going to get Jimmy Butler. We're going to get Bam out of Bayou. What's the other kid, the, the left-handed kid, uh, the, the, the left-handed kid, uh, the other forward, high uh, guy Dam- who won the uh, Jones, dunk Damon Jones. Damon Jones. Okay. We're going to throw enough active bodies at him so hopefully yep. we can get him to be a 50% shooter, which will give us an incredible opportunity to win the game. Look what they did. So everyone now is looking around going, oh, my God, they have holes in their game. No. Pat Riley and staff constructed a team saying, we got to slow this guy down. <laughs> okay? Yeah. And what, we, what we're going to do is we're going to play a five-man zone against this one guy to just slow him down, which is going to put an incredible amount of pressure for them to shoot at a high percentage from three. Now. I don't know how that's going to work in the next round when they have to play against another team who maybe is going to provide different a different set of problems. I don't know. Maybe it's the right thing to do. Maybe it's not. But clearly, they said we need enough bodies to throw at that guy because there's only been one player, and now there's been two teams that have shown the ability to slow him down. To slow him down. You can't stop him. Just to slow him down. So people say, well, what's wrong with the team? Well, nothing wrong with the team. The, the only thing, the only thing that, 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 that's, that needs to happen with this group is the following. When your offense isn't working, you have to be able to get stops on the other end. The only problem I had with the Milwaukee Bucks is they were the number one defensive team in the league this year. In the playoffs, they weren't. That's my only problem with them. That's why we talked about the Clippers earlier. I don't care if Paul George doesn't shoot well. It doesn't matter. He gets all the press for playoff P or whatever. It doesn't matter. What matters is can they get stops? Yep. Can you win a 70? Can you win it? Can you score 85, 90 points and still win? That's the difference. That's the difference with the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, if 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 that's how Miami is going to play, okay, let's let's if we're going to grind this game out, let's grind it out. We hope you listened to the full conversation BJ and I had about the Milwaukee Bucks. Check out the Pure Hoops podcast every Friday from Pure Hoops Media. Stay pure.